Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to The World in 10, the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London, today with Stuart Willey and Lou Newton. As efforts continue to stop the Gaza conflict escalating further, a top Hezbollah commander has been killed in Lebanon. As the war in Gaza continues, Antony Blinken, the US Secretary of State, has been visiting Middle East leaders in an effort to contain the war, not allow it to spread across the region. He met King Abdullah of Jordan on Sunday before flying to Qatar, which is a close ally of the US. It's also where Hamas's political leadership is based. The political landscape in the Middle East is complex, with shared interests and ongoing conflicts deeply intertwined across multiple borders. And Blinken is there to try and ensure the Gaza war doesn't stoke further unrest. Roger Boyes is The Times' diplomatic editor and foreign policy columnist, and he says that Blinken's visit is in everyone's interest because a regional escalation would be incredibly difficult to manage. He's trying in a bit of shuttle diplomacy that we haven't seen for ages, not really the speed uh, since Kissinger's days. Uh, He's trying to stop the Middle East war spreading because there are so many interconnected uh, elements. And so the Americans have decided you should deal with each element in turn. Each of these pit stops has an agenda and all these agendas join up into one very unmanageable war. So they're doing it bit by bit. While Blinken's been in the region, in the north of Israel, Hezbollah militants on the Lebanese border have been exchanging fire with Israeli soldiers. Hezbollah, which fought a war with Israel that devastated parts of Lebanon in 2006, has said it's not interested in a full-scale conflict. It wants only to relieve pressure on its Hamas allies. But there are fears that this three-month conflict in Gaza could spread as Iran-backed militant groups in Lebanon, i.e. Hezbollah, and the Houthis, who are also backed by Iran but based in Yemen, they've been attacking Israel and US forces in the Red Sea. On his trip, Blinken said that the US is really keen to see no escalation on that border with Lebanon. But at the same time, a top Hezbollah commander, Wissam Hassan Towil, was killed in an Israeli airstrike in the area. But before this, Israel had given some hope of a diplomatic agreement with Hezbollah. We asked Roger if that's still on the cards. There is diplomatic potential and perhaps some progress between Israel and Hezbollah. And I suppose one would say it's a kind of mutual fear. The Israelis are, in a way, more nervous about Hezbollah than they are about Hamas. 
you know, there's 150,000 uh, quite well-trained soldiers at the disposal of uh, Hezbollah. Iran regards Hezbollah's control of Lebanon as being one of their, like an armored vest for, for the underbelly of Iran. So Iran really doesn't want Hezbollah to go to war with Israel and take serious damage. Iran wants Hezbollah intact and active and alert and almost full strength, just in case the Western powers and or Israel attack Iran itself. So Iran, I think, is putting pressure on Hezbollah not to get involved in a war. Israel doesn't really want a war because it's difficult to sustain a two-front war. The more radical right-wing members of the Israeli government say, just look at what's happening in Gaza. If you, if you want Beirut to turn out like Gaza, just carry on doing what you're doing. Blackface is the practice of white people painting their faces to look darker. Historically, they used shoe polish and they drew on larger lips and other overly exaggerated features. The practice is steeped in racism and is hugely controversial. With some defending it as a tradition, it's now sparked another racism row, this time in Spain. The Times reporter in Madrid, Simon Hunter, told us the row started with events marking the Christian Feast of Epiphany, or King's Day, this weekend, a day that's as important as Christmas for many Spaniards. When you have children in, in Spain, uh, Christmas gets pretty exhausting because in New Year's in other countries, people are kind of like, right, fine, it's over. But we still have King's Day to go, and, and the night of Kings, King's Night, is pretty much like Christmas Eve for, for Spanish children, so... Uh, the kings come and bring them their presents. Uh, it's a big day because there's always these big processions uh, in, in nearly all Spanish cities or villages. The, the kings will come to visit and there'll be a parade. Uh, obviously, the size of the parade will vary depending on, on the size of the city or the town. All of the parades feature the three kings who followed the star to the baby Jesus. But it's one, Balthazar, who is often depicted in blackface in events all over the country. This every year causes some kind of controversy, some kind of outcry. This year, the city council in Madrid ran this um, promotion whereby parents could request a personalised video message from the Three Kings for their children. And about 30 of these videos went out featuring a white actor wearing blackface and using an exaggerated West African accent to send his messages to the children. And obviously, <laughs> a lot of the parents that received these videos were, were, were shocked and appalled at what they found. People say here is it is tradition, but I think in a you know in a modern Spain in a in a modern European country, I th I think more and more people are becoming aware that you just you know this just is it's just not acceptable anymore that it, it is racist, um, and it shouldn't be happening. Pope Francis, leader of the world's Catholics, has spoken out against surrogacy, calling the practice deplorable. He said it was a grave violation of dignity. He was making his yearly State of the World speech, and as you would expect, the conflicts in Gaza and Ukraine were also mentioned. He called out indiscriminate striking of civilians, saying that was a war crime. Meanwhile, a Vatican official has made the case for Catholic priests to be allowed to marry, and as the Times' correspondent in Rome, Tom Kington, told us, it's come from a senior figure. It means something coming from, from this archbishop. He's, he's called Charles Chiclouna. He's from Malta. 
and he's quite a high-ranking Vatican official. He's involved in the Vatican's doctrinal office, and he's also quite close to Pope Francis. And and yes, he's he's been saying, look, why can't we just let priests get married? It's it's about time. Other churches do it. Francis has already kind of ruled it out, saying that he it's a tradition in the church. The rules can be changed because it's important to note that the idea of um, priestly celibacy is not what they call church dogma. It's just a tradition. It's been a, a tradition for about nearly a thousand years. In fact, before then, priests were allowed to be married. But um, I think Shikluna is, is part of a sort of growing growing chorus within the church who would like to see priests able to get married, partly because it's very difficult to enroll priests so allowing them to get married might get a few, a few more through the door, but not sure that'll happen during this papacy. That's the sound of rapturous applause for an actress who starred in one of the most demanding productions in musical theatre with little over four hours to prepare. Evita is a well-known production amongst theatregoers and has toured around the world for years. The Puerto Rican pop star Ricky Martin famously played the role of Shay on New York's Broadway for nine months. It tells the story of the charismatic and glamorous first lady of Argentina, Eva Perón. And you definitely can't do the show without an Eva. So in the UK, when the leading actress and her understudy both fell ill at the last moment, Jess Daly travelled halfway across the country to take up the role with less than an afternoon to prepare. The Curve Theatre in Leicester had put out a plea for an actress to lead their Saturday performance and Jess, who played Eva back in 2019, quickly responded and travelled 150 miles to get there. The show must go on. This show has complex staging with a camera following the lead actress and large images projected above the stage. So Jess had a lot to learn. And given the demanding staging, some of her scenes were delivered from a lectern to one side of the stage. But the audience were wowed by the performance and gave her a standing ovation. Soccer star Kylian Mbappe is one of the biggest names in the game. And the Times sports writer Ian Hawkey says 2024 is shaping up to be his year, predicting he'll be picking up the Euro 2024 trophy for France and even an Olympic gold medal. But the focus this week was on his future beyond those achievements. And our sports writer says it's a national emergency for France. That's down to speculation about where he'll be playing in future. With the world at his feet, Kylian Mbappe hasn't extended his contract with the Paris team PSG. Could he end up playing for Real Madrid in Spain or for a team in the English Premier League? Speculation and money is swirling. And where will he end up? Well, you can follow this story with a Times digital subscription. Thank you for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow.